This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. You guys are going to be excited. Today is the 100th episode of the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. So that that's an exciting time. Mm-hmm. You know, I watch a lot of these uh, other survival podcasts. I'm always worried about, you know, moving up to the number one spot. It doesn't seem to happen. I don't know what... But we know we're number one in the hearts of our fans. Mm-hmm. That's what it is right there. Um, I don't know what YouTube's crazy uh, ranking system is. but so Nobody wants to listen to a podcast on no. YouTube anyway, though. Or, well, whatever, iTunes. Oh, I don't and iTunes, know what I'm talking yeah. about. Right. No, I don't. Uh, YouTube, I don't even think we're, we're relevant. But anyway, so moving right along. Now, as promised... We talked about doing an episode on questions from our listeners. This is exciting. However, I have some questions myself (laughs) that we need to get into. All right. Well, let's get to the bottom of this. So it turns out there's some kind of book out. And I hear about it from the kids that, you know, coming back from school or whatever. So the book is called Introducing Teddy. And... Turns out it's a gentle story about gender and friendship. Mm. Now you're like, well, what could that be? Gender and friendship. Well, it turns out there's some kind of bear. We'll call him Teddy. 
I think if you get into it, his name is Thomas. Thomas. But he starts out with a bow tie on his neck, and about three quarters of the way through the story, it's a barrette in his hair. Nice. Now, I don't even know where to go with this. However, we're teach reading this book to preschoolers. Now, this is teachers are reading this to children. Teachers are reading this to dis- to children. Now, the description says Earl and his Teddy Thomas are best friends who do everything together, whether it's riding a bike, playing in the treehouse, having tea, or all of the above. Every day holds something fun. It goes on, whatever, tells you a bunch of crap. Um, but uh, let me let me share some of these reviews with you, and I think you're going to find it a little bit disturbing. Um because I found it a little bit disturbing. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a, what is it, a fascist? I don't know what. Uh, homophobe? A homophobe. That, well, they're not even gay. I don't know what's going on here. So, all right. Introducing Teddy is a story about a toy bear who wants to be Tilly, a girl bear. This is a story that deals with transgender feelings, albeit a bit simplistic. It relays the message in a gentle manner. I think that's important that we teach uh, all the four-year-olds about. In a gentle about... way. You don't want to be too abrupt, mm-hmm. right? But, I, all right, one more. Um, I was so happy to share this with the young children in my class. Such an important book. Um, what a beautiful message. Next one, love this book. Wonderful book. So helpful for children to learn and celebrate how unique and special each child born, which how unique and special well, teacher. is each child born? And mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. Can't get enough. Now how- these are these are people are teaching are are teachers. What school districts are they teaching? And they didn't put that down there though, huh? No. Well, no. But my my thought is all right. Whatever. I mean, you know, you want to be a a chick, a dude, or whatever. I don't care. That's not my problem. But my problem is, in preschool, that doesn't sound like, who's thinking like, oh, you know, I really don't feel like, you know, mm-hmm. kids want to, you know, boys want to put a barrette in their hair or something. Now all of a sudden he's identifying as, oh, you know, I'm going to be a transgender guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it really leads quite to that, but that's what we're encouraging. Well, hey. It's a different so, world, man. My point is, America's taking a slight turn in direction from where we were 20 years ago. Mm. So let's see if we can uh, maybe set things right. Let's yeah, get the pendulum swinging the other way. You know, all we can do, the way I see it, if we're so manly and the rest of the world is this, it'll probably balance out, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It always seems logical, that, That's why right? we win wars, right? That's how we win wars. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's dig into this. What's the uh, first question? All right, question number one comes from Ryan. Tell me about Ryan. What's Ryan got for us? Ryan, Ryan's question is, in a barter situation, post shit hits the fan, what are some good safe measures to take when meeting people you're not formally acquainted with to trade goods or services? Basically, uh, what he's got here is meeting points, keeping a secure perimeter, concealing your homestead supply cache. 
warning signs of a potentially hostile person. Now, how do you set up a trade uh, in a in a place where there are no laws? Well, there's a couple thoughts. What Initially, you- I'd say you really want to just deal with people who you know or people who can be vouched for. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a starting point. Now, that may not be realistic. Yeah. I, you, now, I know when I'm trying to set up a, a deal to buy heroin, you want to make sure somebody vouches for, for right. you. Right, because, you know, maybe maybe you're going to frisk them, pat them down before you... Uh... Mm-hmm. All right, so let's, let's kind of dig into this a little bit. The way I see it, and again, some of this comes from some books I've read. Turns okay. out I... Know a little bit about prep, prepping. I've, uh-huh. I've read, read a book. Read things other than, I mean, than Teddy book. and Tilly. Well, Teddy and Tilly is a go-to, right? But uh, so here, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Good, good, because I think uh, copy, all our right? non-gender conforming listeners probably want to know about this. Ah, it's bad. Anyway, so basically uh, what I like is I the way I imagine it, all right, you set up your compound. Right, because this is at a point where we're thinking bartering and yeah, we've moved, moved beyond the basics know, of survival. The lights went out. Whatever, we're you know everybody's desperate. You've security roving gangs. We're a week or two into things not being good. Um, that, that's how it is in my head. So you've already established some kind of security around your compound. Otherwise, you're probably not still there. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. So. You have some kind of security. Somebody comes up and approaches your uh, your camp. You know, you see them come up the road or whatever. Your guys are like, hey. They come up. They're like, oh, you know, if they're waving guns and stuff at you, they're probably getting shot. That's my mm-hmm. guess. And then you can just have their stuff. That's the rule. Right. I mean, that's, I, I can't help that. You know, that's, I didn't make the rules. I just follow them. Finders, keepers, losers, weepers. We've, so we've been we've established that in grade school. preschool. Yeah. And obviously, that's where the standards are set. So, that said, um, you know, you can uh, basically, as people approach, you know, you're like, hey, lay down your weapons, you know, whatever. Send out just one person to come talk to us, whatever. As the guy approaches, you either stand there with guns trained on him or you can decide to frisk him and let him kind of come in and whatever. Mm -hmm. You definitely don't want to put all your wares out. Right. You, you know, and you say, hey, you know, what do you got? What are you looking for? What can we help you with? Oh, you know, I need this. I have whatever. You work it out. But again, you don't say, hey, I have this. You always kind of want to approach it, I think, as a, well, what do you need? Right. You don't say, oh, I have tons of ammo. I can whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but if he's like, oh, I got this pig, be like, well, you know, I do like pigs. I like bacon. You know, whatever. You might be able to, uh, you know, all right, well, for a pig, I'm happy to, and I wouldn't go through my inventory. I would be like, you know what? For a pig, bullets are hard to come by. I got 100 rounds of 22 and and 20 rounds of 5.56, and you can shoot a lot of animals with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm willing to do. You know, whatever. I'm not trying to establish a system of trade here. What I'm saying is only list what, you feel that it's worth. Um, another thing, when you're out there making these deals, um, say you actually set up a uh, a barter 
community. You know, like you kind of have these church flea markets, right. that kind of thing. If you have the security around, you have the Overwatch. You you want an Overwatch? There's right. got to be gotta people be. up looking overhead. Um, again, this is for like a flea market type situation. I'm not, yeah. you know, on your compound, people come up. Hopefully you have some kind of overwatch system set up Already when set people up. approach anyway. But bottom line, if you're setting up a flea market, you're going to have to have security. You're going to have to frisk everybody before they come in or they're not going to be able to come in. Now, what's the situation though? If you're going to somebody else's flea market, if you're on the outside and you hear somebody Again, has a flea you market, have you need somebody something. vouching, vouching for them. Mm-hmm. I'd be leery, but I think you're going to kind of hear rumors and the gossip Right. If there's a little trading post set up and it's every, you know, Saturday or whatever, mm-hmm. you can kind of scope it out from afar. And it, if the rule is give up your weapons, well, you have to decide is what you need. Is that worthwhile? Is that worth it? So, right. so I, do I as much a, do as much research as possible before you before you go. Right. That sounds right. But bottom line, you don't want to divulge anything of what you got. Mm-hmm. You want to. uh basically get them to divulge whatever yeah but you know you don't want to let somebody get in and and just scope things out you know you want to bring it out to them after right you know oh i have two silver coins for whatever you have you're not you know whipping out oh here's my big change purse with whatever Mm -hmm. it's you know so yeah moving right along well i a couple things i wanted to add there Oh, oh you know have a backup plan with this sort of stuff Keep all your chit chat away. Forty five, isn't it? Is that your backup plan? <laughs> Keep all your chit chat away from any personal details, maybe about like where it. where you're set up, where you're staying, um, how many in your group. Mm-hmm. Um, God, don't bring your whole stash, but you already covered that one there. Uh, loose lips sink ships. Um, be respectful when you're dealing with people you're you're not sure about. You know, don't, don't make, don't make jokes about, uh, you know, this and that No, and trust your instincts when it comes to that. So you might not want to go run in your mouth about transgender and you never know who you're going to offend. That's, that's exactly right. It could be Tilly that you're dealing with. It could be Tilly. Um, I actually was trying to research this question, come up with some, uh, some ideas that I hadn't thought of. Best ones I found were, were sites on, uh. When you're going to meet your blind date, how do you yeah. how, how do you, you scope get her out? Prepared, yeah. All right. Well, this is this is for girls uh, scared of getting raped. These websites, That's but smart. So I checked it out. The other one is pepper spray. That was the only the, the only one we didn't cover that doesn't necessarily a, apply to this one here. Um, let's uh, let's go to a question from Mike here. Mike, Mike had a couple questions. He had he had three of them here. I had two. Uh oh. Yeah. Looks like you're a better reader than I The am. top five places for a prepared-minded person or family to live. What do you think? Well, I was like in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the government has some secret compounds hidden out there. Maybe they're not that secret, but, you know, Jesse Ventura. You know about gets it. gets to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. That guy doesn't mess around, right? Yep. Um, Missouri, you can grow a lot. It's a little bit hot. It's a little warm um, there. A lot of the uh, whole Ozark underground cave thing going on they got there. Have you seen the show Ozark? Oh. Yeah, there's a whole show about it. And they're uh, laundering drug money. Drug money. All so right. Not a bad bad show. Um, Kentucky. 
Kentucky. Kentucky is on my top. Kentucky and, and Tennessee. All right. They got a lot of rain, good growing season, and good soil there. Uh, none of them are too crazy about uh, uh, property taxes and uh, property prices. So now when it comes to picking locations, I would say you got to think about a, a couple of questions to just keep in your mind when you're looking around. Uh, weather, what's the climate like? You know, Alaska seems like it'd be great, but you're not growing a whole lot of food there. No. Clean water. Nevada, another great place that would seem great until you realize you not a whole lot of drinking water. No. Um, taxes. New York State, upstate New York, great. But they rate beyond taxes. And they do have some gun issues. They do have a lot of gun issues. Um, you want That's another thing you want to talk about is laws, You know what the laws are there. Um, property prices and avail, available building materials. When you're buying a piece of property, you want to have some timber and, uh, you know, even some good rock and stone on the property for building, a, you know, building foundations and things like that is something nice. to keep in mind. And uh, building codes when you're getting set up. A lot of places are very strict about you know, what... They, yeah, you yeah. got to check into it. There's um, some places that will give you a hard time even for just trying to have an off-the-grid property. There's a lot of people who will give you a hard time for having a van with lettering on the side of it in your driveway. Mm-hmm. Or if your bushes are too tall. So, I mean, you know, you got to realize this. Some of you might be moving from one spot where everything's cool to not so cool. There was a person that got in trouble uh, recently for growing vegetables in their front yard. Nice. Because it wasn't like everybody else's front yard. That was what the the city ordinance said is that it has to be uh, uh, fit in with the other front yards in the neighborhood. That sounds appropriate. There was actually a website we mentioned uh, a while back, um, the Freedom in the 50 States. And it has a uh, interactive map, and you can kind of choose what's... It's Freedom in the 50 States, yeah, from the Cato.org. But uh, I'll put a link in the show notes, and it's definitely something you can search and find pretty easy. Um, but you can search what's important to you. Um, gun rights, uh, building codes taxes, health care, um, drug use. Um, turns out some people consider being able to use drugs as a freedom. Important thing, um, right? So whatever. I mean, you know, you yeah. just, they, they have a lot of neat things. Um, I also was looking at a few other things. Uh, when you go to choose your bug out location, um, you want to think about like, am I near a big city? where there's going to be roving gangs, you know? I mean, that sounds obvious, but maybe it's not. So I'd put it out there. Um, Am I near a nuclear reactor? Um, These things, you know, matter. Uh, What else? Uh, Is this a city that's typically targeted, you know, when when you hear, you know, ISIS is looking at all these places or North Korea or whatever, whoever's after us on any given day? You know, will refugees come out of the city or who knows what? Um, you already touched on the weather, you know. What am I going to be able to grow? Yeah. Uh, the vulnerability to, like, just think of the landscape and are you going to, you know, just see how that plays Tornadoes, into your survival plan. That and, sort of stuff, too. And like that. Um, 
also resources. You know, one we just mentioned the grow ability, but also your climate, you know, is going to affect that. But also, am I going to be able to get a property close to water? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, you mentioned the desert. Probably right. not the move unless you're some kind of, uh, you know, nomad. Maybe you're looking for a road warrior or whatever. Hey, maybe bring it back. Um, and accessibility to you. Don't forget that. If you're buying it as somewhere to move and set up the compound, that's one set of things. Mm-hmm. But if this is your camp that I'm going to go to when right. the shit hits the fan, it yeah. needs to if you be live in California, don't, or, yeah, you know, yeah. don't find something in Vermont. Um, so these yeah. are things you need to consider. Um, I know he did mention five. Uh, well, I'll round out oh, my five. You're going to round out your five? All right, go Tennessee, ahead. Okay. Vermont. Kentucky, Texas, and Missouri. Those are my those are my five. Those are the five I'd pick from. I think I'd I'd head for Kentucky personally, but you know that's just because I uh, I right. got a special affection for Kentucky. I, I think with me, I gotta say uh, Alabama, little hot. Mississippi, little hot. Louisiana. Little hot. Yeah, you like the, the you're seeing warm a weather. theme here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Appalachians, not a bad uh, you know thing, and that kind of cuts down through those states. You know, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Tennessee, um, like you had mentioned. I think actually where I'm leaning now, I'm I'm you know kind of thinking of a new homestead kind of location. The wife's uh, big on gardening. Kentucky, Tennessee, keep hitting the top of the list. Uh huh. Um, you know, they also, uh, you know, if it didn't suck for other reasons, Washington state, Oregon out there, a lot of cool stuff going on. Yep. They have some real issues, uh, with how they wanted to treat you though. Mm-hmm. Same thing. The Dakotas aren't exactly that bad. They're a little cold for growing stuff. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Excuse me. Um, um but last thing too, he mentioned, uh, even overseas. So is there any uh, foreign countries? I mean, there's Belize. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they say Switzerland is the most uh, libertarian country, but they don't let you in. Yeah, and they also, well, they let you in if you say you're a Muslim refugee. Oh, really? Then you're that. cool. All right. Then so there's no right. problem. And you just got to be like, I lost my passport, and uh, yeah. Cause yeah, what I've been looking at is uh, Uruguay. I've been thinking about uh, checking that out. Uruguay. Uh, I spent some time in Argentina. That's nice, nice country down there. Um, but you know that Mexico has a whole other half further south. Oh, that we didn't. It's yeah. totally different. Really? I'm just saying. All there's right. things out there. I don't know. I was watching some kind of uh, what is it? Uh, maybe motorcycle mania or something. Uh, Jesse James rides down. Down through Mexico. Turns out if you get away from America, Mm kind of cool down there. It's better? It's better. They actually have a coast, turns out. Mm Kind of water. I don't know. Okay. Just putting that out there. Just throwing things. Whatever. All right. Moving right along. Next question. All right. Number two, also from Mike. Mike, Mike's got a lot of questions. You, you know what? He's been a long time listener. I yes. guess we're going to we let can't, it slide. Yeah, we, can't, we can't just uh, snub Mike. All right. Top three cartridges you should have for the apocalypse. All right. 
cartridges. So this is like for my like ink cartridges for yeah, my ink cartridges. We're talking so about. You're gonna want the multiple color, and you're gonna want the XL or the yeah, like want, double XL, yeah. the long life. You want the black yeah. specifically, black and you know. <laughs> that might not be what he meant. No, actually. I think that uh, one that's overlooked a lot is twenty twos. Inexpensive, by far. great for game game hunt by far. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of twenty two ammo. Now you want something that's not only going to fit your guns, but is going to be uh, compatible with things that other people want. Nine millimeter might be a great a great one to have on hand. Nine millimeter is great. Um, again, I initially I went with five five six because in my mind I was like, if I'm dealing with military, if I'm dealing with you know police, whoever's you know running wild. Mm-hmm. Five five six is going to be readily available, but you know later as I got more into guns and more into prepping, I kind of feel like I really want a more manly bullet. Yeah, you know what? Five five six. They call it a varminter. Uh, you know your AR fifteen for mm-hmm. a reason, because it's good for killing rodents. Mm-hmm. It's not good for killing men. You want man sized bullet three oh eight something like that. Mm-hmm. Seven six two, um, but that's so. I, I still think I'd have to agree with you. My official ruling would be top three would be five five six, number two would be twenty two rounds, mm-hmm. and number three would be nine millimeter. Yeah, um, that's and not let's not forget exactly shotgun, what I have shells. and twelve gauge two mm-hmm. and three quarter inch. Yep, by uh, you know twelve gauge. And, you know, a variety. I like Double Odd Buck, but it's a lot more expensive than... It's weird. I My ammo store uh, has, like, a lot of, like, they call it military-grade Double Odd Buck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It comes in some weird, like, army surplus kind of box, and I get tons of it and whatever. So that's cool. Um, but, you know, whatever to each his own. But I, I would say those, those would be my pick, would be... Uh, Probably five five six nine millimeter, then uh, down to or then twenty two, then twelve gauge two and three quarter. Mm-hmm. Those would be my top four. Did he have a number on that? Or he just... said top three. Top three. Oh, so yeah. I've already exceeded. I've already exceeded that. Wow. All right. Excellent. Woo! All Excellent. right. Now let's move along. Let, let's just tell you though, in my inventory, it's five five six. Actually, I have more of that than even twenty two rounds, even though that they're so cheap. Mm-hmm. Then twenty two. Then probably shotgun, then probably about five hundred rounds of uh, uh, forty five, you mm-hmm. know, ACP or whatever. Yeah, forty five. Um, all right, what do you got? All right, this one's from Warren. Warren, all right. No, wait, didn't you say Mike had three, or we're saving one? Well, let's run. Let's run into Warren. We'll go back to Mike. Oh, here. it's segways. Yeah, yeah. Right. We don't want to. We don't want to just bombard it. I should just let you handle the yeah. questions. Is what all right. you're saying? Okay. Warren uh, asks. I'm a truck driver, and I've always wondered what items would you recommend for a person who travels for work? Pretty much a get-home bag. Oh. Now, bug-out bags are a, uh, a big topic, and right. I, I got to say the get-home bag is uh, right in there. Right. Now, it's, we're specifically talking about a bag when, you, say, you're trapped not close to home. You don't necessarily have access to a vehicle. Okay. And you just have to hoof it. All right. Um, you know, you wouldn't need a get home bag if uh if your your the roads were clear and you're uh 
now, vehicle was operating properly. Can I point out that this is the exact reason why you should carry a firearm with you at all times? Because mm-hmm. you never know when you're going to be 25 or 50 or 100 miles from your house mm-hmm. and have to get home. Right. Um, that sucks when you didn't bring your gun that day. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting that out there. So that, now, that's number one on my get home bag. Not everybody carries their bug out bag in their vehicle. At all times. No, but you said it. So if you have a get-home bag, bag, it wouldn't be bad to have. You know, I have a bag, you know, with uh, with warm clothes and that sort of stuff. Maybe maybe a get-home bag. Maybe I need to take some of this advice and put a couple extra things in there. All right. Um, So what I've got on a total list of of get-home bag. Now, you want to keep it light, obviously. Um, Water, energy bars, shoes. Now, usually I wear hiking boots my day-to-day life, which is a little bit ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But you might want a pair of uh, broken-in hiking shoes or a pair of uh, good running shoes with uh, with good traction on the bottom. Smart. Available. If you, if you wear dress shoes, then you might want to have something Sneakers, to change into. something. Yeah. Uh, lighter, fire starter, something along those lines. Multi-tool. Uh, map and compass. Now, when it comes to maps, uh, depending on the area you're in, the area you're traveling, you might want to make sure you have a map that has uh, hiking trails as well, because nice. you might want to be you might want to stay off of uh, main roads, uh, especially if you don't have a vehicle that you're in when you're moving. Nice uh, cash. I like cash. Lightweight tarp, in case you got to uh, weather out a, a might rainstorm. be a poncho, the emergency whatever mm-hmm. in the bag, you know, the emergency blanket, headlamp or flashlight. Uh, small first aid kit. Matches lighter. Rope so you can build your shelter if you got to. Or tie people up. Mm-hmm. And uh, weather radio. Nice. Now, uh... Now you carry all that? I don't carry that. A lot of that stuff I don't... I don't have the, right. uh, a weather so, radio with me in the vehicle. Headlamp, flashlight, emergency tarp. I actually carry a trauma bag in my, mm. uh, car... But that's more, you never know what accident you're going to come up on or, right. you know, anything like that. Um, you just want to be ready for whatever life throws at you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to say my, my bag that's in my car, I don't have a tarp. I don't have, uh, And well, I think I've got I've got everything else here. And I carry a radio. firearm. Mm-hmm. So really I just shoot somebody and take whatever else take is there. on this list and I get there. <laughs> that's not that's not morally in the, in okay. the car Chuck. next to be snacking on a protein bar and uh-huh. I'm like, "Oh yeah." Um my wife's car I do have the 72 hour food kit. Mm-hmm. Um she actually carries a uh, sleeping bag. Okay. All my vehicles do actually have a Leatherman in it. Mm-hmm. Um but that's yeah. Actually the wife's car I have sleeping bag. The poncho, the emergency blanket, the 72-hour food kit, a Leatherman, and a flashlight. So mm-hmm. there's something. I'm moving in the right direction. Right. Right. And a lot of the time when you're out driving, moving around, you get used to the fastest way to get to places. But when you're on foot, you need to think about the shortest distance. You know, it's, uh, it's, you know, it can be a different route that you're going to end up taking back to your house than than if you were I know driving. one of the things I consider all the time is I work on a different side of the Hudson River than than I live on. And whenever something happens, I always kind of go to the what bridge can I get over faster? Mm-hmm. Even if it ta- takes me more time, it's an extra five miles. I want to get on the right side of the river 
when things get shut down. Right. Because they do get shut down. Um, I, I know you're hard to imagine whatever, but we're close enough to the city that they'll shut down the bridges. Um, sometimes people are jumping off them. Sometimes an accident, whatever. Things go bad. I want to get on the right side of the river because that's going to be a big obstacle mm-hmm. for me to overcome if, you know, if I can't. Right. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to uh, Bruce here. What are your thoughts on preparing your body and eating habits now? Now, a lot of what I think about is, um, you know, staying in shape is obviously a big a big factor. You know, if you can't if you can't run, you know, 2 miles in a reasonable amount of time, then uh you need to maybe start thinking about uh getting in shape that way. I'm not saying you have to be a bodybuilder. I'm not oh. saying that uh, you know, anything like that. But uh some basic endurance uh exercise I think is important for everybody. Sounds I, right. I personally uh, you know, like to spend a little bit of time on the heavy bag. I like to do my push-ups and sit-ups. Those are, you know, basic, easy things that you can do any place. Not the body bag, but the push-ups and sit-ups you can do in any place. Um, another thing that I would recommend, though, aside of eating healthy, is eat off uh, some of your stocked food. Uh, go for the things that have the, uh, the, you know... The, the oldest expiration date or the newest expiration date, one closest uh, that's going to run out fast. Eat that stuff, and you're going to realize quick that you don't like what you're stocking. You might not like uh, eating the, the stuff that you're saving for the end of the world and uh, realize that you might have to change your, uh, your methods of what you're, what you're storing. So aside of eating healthy, I would recommend eating some of the stuff that you're saving. You know, just oh, so I shouldn't have bought the year supply of food without tasting any of it. Yeah, no, it's a bad idea. All it's right. a bad idea if you uh, realize that you have fifty jars of uh, peanut <clears> butter <throat> and you hate peanut butter, then uh, maybe maybe it's time to uh, start changing things up a little bit. Nice. Now I actually have one. Was that it for his question? Yeah. Yeah, we're in. Okay. So I actually had a uh, listener, Matt. Okay. Who heard that our hundredth episode was coming up? He was excited. He's like, you know what? I got a uh, a business called uh, Ace High Armory. Okay. And what they do over there, he's got a lot of products on, on like gun cleaning and gun protection, maintenance, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and he was like, you know what? For your 100th episode, I'm going to hook you guys up with and all our listeners here with a uh, 15% off. Okay. Nice, hooking us up. So if you use the code PREPPER15, and he has all capital letters for the PREPPER. I don't know if that's a a thing or not that it matters, right. but I'd play it safe. So anyway, bottom line, he's got this uh, gun elixir, and I've seen it. It actually, you know, it's made in America, um, non-toxic, so if you get thirsty, you're like, hey. No, that's you probably can't. not a good idea, actually. <laughs> I'm not really sure on that one. Well, but, yeah, but well, it says that you can use it for uh, cookware if you're right. cleaning your knives, right? right? It's non-toxic. So, yeah, he wasn't actually recommending you'd eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the big things is it doesn't harden. Like a lot of the 
mine when I'm cleaning the guns and I go through, I find I have to clean it again like a week later because it does. It gets like a gel right. thick kind of gunky. You use too much and yep. And that's where this stuff's cool is it really, you know, stays liquid. Um but yeah, folding knives, you know, whatever, non toxic. So anything that really need to protect from corrosion. Um and then there's this uh silicone shield. But that's uh, uh it comes in like a uh, soft flannel cloth and it's got like a silicone protectant so you just wipe on and buff off and just leaves things clean and nice. Mm. So I'm just saying. Okay, now what was the name of it? Now, it's Ace High Ace High Armory. Ace High Armory. All right. Again, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. You All know, right. I always take care of you guys. 15% off for But 15% off, and his prices are pretty great to begin with. Okay. So it's not a bad deal, and I was kind of like, hey, that's pretty cool. Throw us a bone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they, he was saying even like fishing tackle, pretty much anything metal, you want to protect it. You know, maybe uh, the wife and the gardening tools. I don't know. Mm-hmm. When she puts them up for the season. Throw yep. a little uh, lube on there. Not necessarily a bad way to be. So, again, it's uh, Ace High Armory. And if you use the code PREPPER15, he's going to hook you up. So, I'm just saying, you know, what is it, uh, Thomas Jefferson? Is that the one? What did he say? Your uh, powder dry and no? No, I think that. I don't think so. No? I think that's, uh, that's a no-go? Yeah. All right. We'll move right along without that one. Right. Maybe I'll do my research again next time. So, All next right. question. Let's get back to Mike here. Ah, uh, see, I knew you weren't going to give up on Mike. What is the best food item you can grow in a place with shitty weather for gardening? Now, shitty weather, is that's his words, not mine. Oh, that's good, because, you know, we don't like to use offensive words here on the uh, <laughs> the survival podcast here. Um, I actually made some notes, and there's a lot of things that'll kind of grow anywhere. All right. Do you want to get into it? I see it? you're letting me just jump well, on I've, that. I've got what a list got? here, but... Let me hear yours. Well, tomatoes... And I'll tell you what you are, went wrong. are pretty good, pretty hearty. All right. Alaska, you're not growing tomatoes, though. Uh, the best things are carrots, beets, and... Now, it says zucchini on the list that I looked at. I've never been able to grow zucchini, and I, I'm pretty good at growing vegetables. Yeah. So um, I don't know about that. I was reading from a guy up in Montana was saying beets, parsnips, turnips, onions, and carrots. Onions probably be pretty pretty easy to do. And he says he's growing three to 400 pounds of onions every year. And so, I mean, you know, um, beans, you know, they're high-protein. Beans really will grow in a lot of environments. There's a lot of different. Mm-hmm. Um, garlic is awesome. Garlic. One, Root it's got medicinal right. stuff, really any of the root stuff. Yeah. Um, but garlic, you know, it's a, uh, what, antibiotic and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of cool things there for your health. Um, they always say uh, the three sisters, you know, the corn, uh, squash, and beans. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty much staples, and you can go pretty far north with the corn. Yeah. Um, the uh, what else? The one that I really like, and this depends on your definition of shitty, is sweet potatoes. 
Mm-hmm. Sweet potatoes are more of a tropical. However, you can grow them here. You can grow, and you know we're in New York, so zone know, seven, zone seven. So, I mean, I'm just saying, but I, I think the go-to are are the root vegetables. You know, think beets, parsnips, turnips, onions, carrots, um, garlic, and like I said, try and fit some beans in there, and you're doing pretty good. And that stuff is all great for long-term storage, mm-hmm. as well as you know stuff that will grow in. Most hardy climates. Yeah. All right. I think that's pretty good. I didn't figure we had to cover tropical stuff because everything freaking grows there. Yeah. It's like bananas and crap just coming off a, you know, so. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think uh, a lot of it is um, a lot of places are going to have a hard time growing vegetables when it comes to uh, low rainfall, you know. So you thought you'd trip me up on not having a uh, good Mm -hmm. list there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, how about um, cat? Um, yeah, what she have? Let's see here. Kat uh, asked, "How would he deal with the challenges of trying to survive with an elderly family member?" Ah, uh, the elderly family member. Now, that's a bit that's tricky. A tough we, one that we, we don't always know talk about, about all these things about uh, survivalism, how to survive in the woods, that sort of stuff. That goes right out the window because they're not, you know, an elderly person isn't going to be. Uh, Climbing yeah. mountain ranges. And, and if you're and, telling us that your 60-year-old or 65-year-old is fit and can run and whatever, well, then obviously they just fit into the normal person right, right. scenario. We're and talking I think we about could, people we could who include, aren't right include uh, elderly and, and or disabled people. Okay. I like it. So what we want to get into is, is – let me see here what I got. Well, I'm going to leave this one in your capable hands. All right. What I would say is plan plan on bugging in, plan on sticking around your your house. Now that's not always possible, but stock up on your medications. Keep an eye on the expiration dates of your medications, um, and then think about what natural alternatives you might be able to use to supplement your your medications if you run out. That's now you know what they call natural medicine that works, medicine. What? I don't put a lot of stock in natural medicines. But, you know, in worst case scenario, you you need to at least have in mind what you can supplement. My experience, if you don't go to the doctor, you're not really sick. (laughs) No, you don't seem to. uh, No, no. You didn't seem to take the bait on that one. Um, Keep spare batteries for equipment charged up. Uh, Okay. A lot of people have, um, you know, wheelchairs, things like that. Uh, hearing aids, different battery-operated things. I would that think stockpiling the hearing aid battery might be a cool. Uh, yeah, definitely something to some keep on. Some extra glasses, that kind yep, of thing. Yep, I actually have that down there too. Extra, extra pairs of glasses. Um, know where your water, electrical, and gas shutoffs are for in your house when you All have right. a, an emergency coming, storm coming, something like that. Now, if you were able to get into a vehicle and there's a storm coming, there's warning, power is going to be out, it's best to just get out if you can. You know, uh, head out when there's a warning and not a, you know, So you're saying a hurricane's coming, you're in an old folks home in Florida, Mm -hmm. you might want to leave before? Yeah, take off. Don't wait for the, uh, because you're going to be down there in Florida. Now, what if it's your mom in the nursing home? Pick her up. Pick her up. Pick her up. It's your mom. She gave you life. 
That's your mother. All right. Secret of the pros right there. Now, a lot of states have a registration where you can register for evacuation assistance. Now, FEMA's going to help out here, right? They might. They might show up. They might not. Who knows? All right. Um, Now, we talked about packing uh, glasses and extra batteries for hearing aids, but also think about uh, your medical insurance cards, um, an emergency contact list. And, Passports, uh, we might just be fleeing the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also important to uh, improve your home security. If you're bugging in, make sure your house is safe. You know, if you're going to have a hard time defending yourself, and sometimes, you know, when you're elderly, the uh, the the kickback from guns can be a little bit difficult to operate. Right. Now, what know? if we could work out some kind of sling, some kind of harness for that gun? Is that something I might want to consider that's, um, that's before an idea. the shit hits the fan? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I like it. Yep. All right. Now we got one more question. All right. All right. Is this the stumper? This is the stumper. All right. What do you got? All right. How much exercise should you do while you're holed up somewhere? Obviously, this would depend on the amount of food and supplies that you have. This is the what stumper. What is the amount of, uh, right amount of training to do? Now... What kind of exercise can you do if you're on a restricted diet? If you only have so many calories, how are you going to choose to burn them? Um, what I would recommend is uh, stay supple. I'd stretch it out, man. Stretch it out. I mean, that's not necessarily going to build Some up your strength. Some kind of Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Ooh. I would say I would say yoga, but yoga can be pretty uh, pretty it can intense. Can be intense. Yeah. So I would just recommend uh, you know spending some time stretching out your muscles. Do a do a minimum amount of exercise, whatever you can now, do with uh, without burning. There's too a lot many of calories. cool things you can do if if oxygen and food are not a problem. Right, you're just in a confined space, but you have you know mm-hmm. lots of supplies, push ups, jumping jacks, a lot of these. But like Kevin was saying, if we're worried about our air, if we're worried about you know because we're stuck in the confined space. Mm-hmm. And our food, you know, we only have so many calories. I don't need to burn a thousand calories in a workout. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be the way to go. But staying ready to go, you know, if you're in prison, that's a confined space. Right. And that chow line, the mess hall is cooking. Yeah. So if you want to, you know, yeah, well, I hard, think uh... pull-ups, push-ups. You know the basics. Bruce Lee was king of the basics. Right, thousand you know, push-ups a day. The, uh... I actually knew a guy uh, fresh out of prison, and he was sure. he was yoked up, and he told me five hundred push-ups a day, every day. He'd do five hundred push push-ups. That seems pretty intense, man. My I... younger boy's probably pretty close to that. Yeah, he doesn't mess around. Now, uh, as far as uh, cardiovascular. I I used to shit on jumping jacks all the time. I still do. They're not good well, for anything. Or what is it? Burpees or jump yeah. ups or something yeah. too? The eight count bodybuilders. Uh you know, that that sort of stuff for cardio, it's good. If you if you have no place to run, jumping jacks are fine. You know, yeah. just make sure you don't do ten. You no. know, that's not good for nothing. No. You gotta you gotta don't think about uh how many you can do, think about how long you can do it. Right? Nice. So but again, those things, all those things we just mentioned there are going to suck up your oxygen. And suck up calories. And they're going to suck up calories. So 
again, stretching, light, minimum. That's where you want to be, you know. But, uh, yeah, but you definitely need to be moving. And you know what? Actually, if you're trying to conserve calories, massaging the muscles Mm -hmm. might not be a bad way to go. Okay. Um, Kind of working through. Avoid the atrophy. Yeah, and and I don't know. Depends on who you're uh, who you're with. You might be able to get a happy ending. Oh, oh, taking it a little far, but you know, hey, we all have dreams, right? That's yeah, another another great exercise now, you can do in a confined space. We had two other listeners. I don't want to uh, discount their questions. Uh, John and Ethan had both sent in about off grid communications. Right. Um, I didn't want to get into it on this episode. I'm going to try and work one out in the very near future. I keep holding out. I got a buddy who is amazing with a ham radio. He's been, you know, he was in the army and he's been doing, actually owns a repair shop, just doing radios and TVs and that kind of thing. And has been doing ham radio and teaching a course since, you know, 40 years. I think he's been doing it. Uh Problem is he leads a very stressful, busy life. And, I think somewhere around our third episode, I asked him and I said, you know what, man? I want to do an episode on ham radios. Can you help me out? Oh, yeah. No problem. I'm all about it. I'm going to hook you up. And And that was two years ago. Now we're at 100 and I'm not seeing it. All right. So I'm trying to decide what to do because we can do research like we do for everything. And I understand it. I actually, you know, as an electronic technician in the Navy, turns out I know how to work, make radios work. Uh-huh. I know how to fix them. I know how to operate them. But it's not my area of expertise. Um, so I think we're torn. I'm going to reach out for the next couple of weeks. If we don't turn up something, I'll do the research and we'll get you guys where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a lot of things about other types of comms, even small handheld radios, different ways of communicating, some even uh, encrypted through the internet, different things. We're going to try and get into all of it, you know, in a a limited world where you could, uh, you know, find ways to make that work. So we're going to get out for you. Oh, and there was one more. Somebody, uh, the chickens. Oh, that's right. That was Ryan. Mm Mm-hmm. Ryan mentioned uh, chickens and wanted to do a little bit uh, more, possibly a whole episode. I think we can. Uh, I think we can work probably that out. work that out. Although I have to point out, my chickens. I go outside, I throw the feed on the ground, and I fill up their water, and I walk away. Mm-hmm. That's about what's involved in taking care of chickens. Um, the big thing, bad things get in there. They're always trying to get in there. Dogs, foxes, coyote, wolves. Yep. Any of these want to dig and yeah. And some of them will just fence. get in there and kill everything, not even planning on eating them. So having a secure fence around it <clears throat> is going to be huge. But uh, I'll see if we can uh, come up with a good episode for you in the near future on that. Also, um, coffee. EDC coffee. Tell me about that. That's what are they right. offering? Well... EDC coffee. I've been getting EDC coffee for a while now. You have every cup of coffee I I drink when I'm well when I'm camping. I bring instant coffee, but, but every cup of, of that, coffee that I drink at home, you're not a Starbucks guy. No, 
No, sir. And I don't buy coffee out at the place. Some people call it Mc- four bucks. But... Mc- McDonald's makes a decent cup of coffee, and it's only a dollar. Can't complain about it, but I make my coffee at home, and I bring right. it with me. Um, everyday carry. Uh, it's a collection of essential items you carry with you on a daily basis. If you forget these items, it would make your day a little more difficult. Whether they're in your pocket, backpack, briefcase, or in your car, they're essential to your lifestyle. An EDC is what makes you prepared for everyday situations. Uh, firefighters' EDC might be completely different than a mechanic's or an engineer's. Um, EDC wants to hear uh, what you guys carry every day, and they want to hear your feedback. So if you go to their website and post a picture of you, you can go to your, their website, post a picture of your, your everyday carry. If you go there, you can type in badass, get 10% off the coffee. It's already excellent coffee. It's already the, already an excellent price. Get your coffee from them. You know, people, uh, it's, it's good to support people that support your lifestyle. So, uh, if you're big on coffee, then I recommend going I'm to their be website. drinking coffee anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I drink, actually drink paid coffee. out of pocket and ordered some coffee. I them. actually used the coupon code you used badass. The, the badass coupon? Now, I've had coffee at your house, mm-hmm. and it's everyday carry coffee. I found it quite enjoyable. I have some coming to my house. It has not arrived yet. Okay. I'm a little anxious. I checked the mailbox. But I also have to point out, my kids don't exactly get the mail every day. Okay. Sometimes it's every third day. The mailbox is kind of far away. You know how it goes. Mm -hmm. So... But that if has you guys want to case uh, letters, yep, ten percent off. Ten percent off. If you guys want to uh, post some of your EDC stuff on on our Facebook page, love that. Oh, if I you want to post it on the EDC uh, uh, coffee uh, Facebook page, that would be cool too. I don't even know how you post something on somebody else's Facebook page. Yeah, it's it's complicated stuff. All right, it's hard stuff. But now I listen. did figure out how that tagging works, though. But go on. All Sorry. Right. So this is the situation. Uh, when you get your coffee, order from EDC, get ten percent off. Support these guys; they're supporting us, and uh, you know, let's make this uh, make this happen. And I mentioned that you might want to keep your guns clean. Keep your guns clean. So Ace High Armory code over there is going to be. I don't know. I have to look. Prepper fifteen. Prepper fifteen. That's right. So use that. All capital letters, Prepper 15. You know I'm going to put it in the show notes. 15% is pretty cool. That's a good deal, and you're going to be cleaning your guns anyway. Right. You're going to be drinking coffee anyway. That's right. So I I don't know why you wouldn't support people who think like you. Yeah, exactly, especially when uh, your other option is supporting uh, those damn hippies over at at, uh, Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Everyday carry is the way to go. So, and clean guns. And that clean only guns. seems right. All right. Now, I if don't you want to hear excuses about not having your guns cleaned. Yeah. All right. So, if you want to uh, get a hold of us, send us an email. We're going to reply. Badass. Prepping badass at gmail.com. I like it. And you said you'll reply? I, I personally, Kevin. Kevin we'll reply is taking to your emails. All right. Send it in. Preppingbadass uh, at gmail.com. If you feel com. like we're a little unresponsive. It's my fault. That's Kevin. I take full responsibility for that. 
So there you have it. Um, otherwise, I think uh, we're pretty caught up. Again, you know what would be a nice thing to do for the 100th episode? You, you've toughed it out for 100. You probably want to go over to our Facebook page, hit like, make sure you're getting all the updates. You may want to head over to iTunes and leave a review about yeah, we how haven't had fantastic a, we haven't had many the last reviews 100, 100 episodes have been mm-hmm. and how excited you are about the next 100. Mm-hmm. Just putting that out there. A little from me to you. You also may want to go over to Patreon, chip in a dollar a month, maybe $3 a month. I don't know. Yeah, if we could get all the listeners to donate $2 a month, I will quit my job. I don't think it's going to be quit your job kind of money. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know what you've been making over there. All right. Sounds good. Kevin's quitting his job. I'm quitting. You just want the unemployment, right? Or is yeah. there some kind well, of way get, to work that? Well, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I'll start uh, doing two two episodes a week. Hell, I got there all sorts go. of extra time. Sounds good. All right. So with that, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.